Yes, what up, what up, world? How you doing? This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. And it's your nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to the nation of domination. Hey, there we go. (laughs) Yo, my nigga, the year is almost up, bro. 10 days left in the year. Is that 2020? We the 2020? Look out for the 2020. (laughs) Word, it's about to be a good, good year, man. But uh, yeah, uh, next week, we will have a show. But it's going to be our final episode of the year. So what we're going to do is like probably just take like a trip back into time. We'll see what's up with some matches that stuck out to us from the past decade. But not only the decade, how about the year? Everybody's doing the decade shit. If, you know, something comes up that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about it. If not, it's going to be just our year-end episode. And we're going to talk about, you know, wrestling this year. Uh, The decade definitely finished up strong. It did. Definitely did. Um, and wrestling looked like it's going to be a lot bigger than it's been in, in a going long into time. The new, going into the new year. No, definitely, yeah. Going into the new year, I mean, all these deals that WWE was getting and all these, like, this indie, this indie scene is just even bigger. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. We're getting way more talent from that scene now, and they're all mm-hmm. over the place. And we have AEW, another company that's trying to get just as big as WWE, and you know they got a big platform already. They with, do out the gate. They do TV, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta gotta tip my hat off to them for just keeping that 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 culture alive, bro. Like you know, pro wrestling because shit was looking a little stale for a while. You know, competition breeds, you know, good work, man. Yeah, just having that or that uh, alternative mm-hmm. and it being actually, like, something big. Something. Yeah, not, not no bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Like, It's a pretty good alternative. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, yo, fucking Cameron. Cameron came out with an album. Purple Haze 2, I haven't heard it yet. I heard, like, three or four songs of it. I haven't heard the whole thing. You know, it's a Cameron album. I That's sl- needed in I hip-hop every on, once in a while. I slept on uh, the Griselda. Oh, the WWCD? That shit is pretty fire. And I had to listen to it, and I listened to it last night. And yeah, bro, that shit is... That shit is fire. Benny, man. Benny's, Benny, Benny's the truth. Yeah, he's different, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like it's hard to impress me. You seen those, you seen those faces Jay-Z was making? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but it's like, it's really hard to impress me, man. Like, you know, I fucks with Conway. I definitely fucks with Westside. But Benny is, like, different. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga, it's just all about his bars. Yeah. And how he, like, he's so effort effortlessly be putting shit together. Like, I fucks with him, man. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. That, uh, that Griselda album is fire. I'm bumping that Rock Marciano right now. Yeah, I heard there's a new one out with, with Rock, so I gotta I gotta see what's up with that. Definitely. They actually got a show together coming up uh, in NYC soon. Yeah, twenty third. LP was putting me on today. Twenty third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got one at I think it's Sony Hall, and then the other one is in is in Queens, right? Is in the Tonight in Queens? 
I don't know. Because I think, I think it was Benny and somebody else said something about it. Ridgewood. Mm, so, I don't know, but shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to LP too. It's that New York hip hop, man. Word up, word up. But uh, yeah, man, let's get into let's get into the shit that's been going down. And I just want to start off by saying a lot of people are trying to shit on TLC, saying it was just put together and shit's gonna be a mess. That shit started all the way fire. Like that tag team championship match between New Day and Revival, the ladder match. Oh, was TLC, fucking dope. Yeah. Oh shit. I forgot to... Yo, so much wrestling has happened. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ. Without... But it, yo, and this wasn't the only pay-per-view on for that weekend. You know, we had... We had fucking... Um, I think... What, what were they talking Oh, yeah. They had the Ring of Honor final battle that weekend. And we had talked about it a little bit beforehand because it happened, I think, that Friday or Saturday, you know, PCO world title. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to PCO, man. The CZW had their December pay-per-view as well. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going down. And I'm, I just got to say, like, New Date, this version of New Date is the one I always like when Biggie and Kofi are taxing. I mean, I no, you know, no shots at Xavier Wood and the way he worked, but I just feel like Biggie and Kofi, they vibe off each other so well in that ring. Like, they 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 move with each other, and it's it just looks dope. It looks dope. Shit was fire. The way they wanted the fucking some of the shots they were taking just just for the love of the game, bro. That shit was fucking nuts. So shout out to them. And then Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy put on a fucking clinic to where Alistair Black half more than half the match was wrestling with a fucking broken nose. <laughs> Word. You know what I'm saying? He went off. They both went off. They were both showing why. This is the thing, and this is why I compared Raw to what SmackDown was years back when they started the draft. They put all the heavy hitters on Raw, and then they put some in SmackDown with a mix of young talent to, you know, big people up. And they did. They had, like, what they call, like, you know, the fans call the SmackDown 6. I think it was uh, Chavo, Eddie Guerrero, Batista, Undertaker. Uh, I kind of forgot who else, but it was around that mix. And then, you know, that's when Eddie started getting popped. And that's when he beat Brock for the title. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they 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 build themselves up to a show to rival Raw. And I feel like that's what Raw is about to do. Like, they have these two talents in there. Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black. Those fucking guys are dope in the ring. They, They are coming to grasp with who their character is. And regardless of how fucking corny that whole knock on my door shit is with Aleister Black, he's making it work. Nah, uh, yeah. You I'm, know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's not like the fans don't want to see him. I'm not saying... I don't think I said it was corny. No, I said it was corny. Because right. I think I that's think, what I yeah, think. I, don't, I didn't think but it I just was think corny. it's corny. No, no, I'm just saying that I think it's corny, but he's making it work. I think this has been some, like, undeserving niggas knocking on his door. Mm-hmm. But the, the shit that he got going on with Buddy Murphy... Match was dope. Match was dope. Man. Was a dope match. Um, another match that really stuck out to me was, I guess, like the main event. And you know, a lot of people didn't know what the main event was coming into this pay per view because not no really no there was no really big story. I mean, to me, I would have thought the one story that's been ongoing for more than a month probably should have got the main event. And Corbin and Roman Reigns, where people hate Corbin so much that they're hating on the match. I don't think the match was that bad. 
It wasn't the best TLC match we've ever seen. But that wasn't the that wasn't the main event. event. No, the main event was the, uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Yo, I gotta give them props though, my nigga. They took some like nasty fucking bumps, bro. And oh yeah, and Kyrie Sane what was basically you know concussed for like the last the last 10 minutes of that match like she ain't know where the fuck she was at but them bitches were like throwing chairs i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that <laughs> these women <laughs> were throwing chairs that's nasty nuts yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry it's just <laughs> jesus christ it's the way we grew up i guess i don't know but i guess <laughs> but yeah like uh i seen charlotte flair take a take a shot through the table it was pretty fire it's a pretty dope match. Yeah, man. I, I mean, a lot of people's hating on it, saying that it was a, it was sloppy and that you know maybe they shouldn't have it main evented and you know it didn't look it didn't look good. I'm like, yeah, some of the some of the the action, the spots, it looked a little sloppy, but the shit hurt. Like you could tell the shit hurt. Like I wasn't even looking at it as a as a sloppy spot. I was just looking at it like, God damn, that, that girl just uh. Went in, you know. I I would have definitely put the the Miz versus uh, Bray Wyatt as yeah. the main event for sure. I kind of like what they did with that though. Where they they I love yo honestly real quick. I fucking loved the entrance. Yeah, I loved how much fun <laughs> he was having and how crazy he was looking. <laughs> that shit was perfect. Yo, blues. Yo, he should have a blues clues entrance for fucking WrestleMania. Like he kept pump faking getting into the ring. Yeah, and the crowd kept going crazy. Yeah. Like he was loving that shit. He looked like a ho- like a host. And then as they show. started fighting, it was almost like he didn't want to fight. Yeah, that shit was perfect, man. It was a, it was perfect. It was a good match. People were weirded out by it at first, but I'm like, yo, this shit is like, I, like I, you said, perfect. It's perfect. I, I wish it ended in a much more controversial way. You know what I'm saying? Like some shit happening, but. Overall, it was a pretty good match. Um, but what do you think about the right? event overall? Like, I thought it was—I thought it was good. Yeah, I guess you know it was just—it didn't seem like I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have paid like pay-per-view prices. You know, oh, like if I was a kid and nine ninety-nine. Like, that's how much they cost. Well, if you got the if you got the network, but if you don't, if you don't, who? If anybody don't. They're going. They're going to them. Them live stream sites that just stream it for free and shit. Well, if I gotta pay, like, let's say, like, as I like, when I was like, a kid yeah. and I used to pay twenty nine ninety nine for a fucking in your house. <laughs> Remember when them shits were like fourteen ninety nine? They were like the cheapest ones. They're like for oh, a quick second, for a quick second, them shits went up to twenty, then twenty five, then forty. I'm like, God, yo. Yeah, I remember we ordered a pay per view. She was forty nine ninety nine. My mom was sick of me. She was like, oh, never again. Never again. It was like some I think it was like WrestleMania. Yeah, it had to it had to be like one of the big four events, definitely. Or WrestleMania ten. Yeah, it was. It was that WrestleMania where Roddy Piper and and Goldust had the uh, Hollywood backyard street fight. WrestleMania twelve. That was WrestleMania twelve. Goldust and, and Roddy Piper had a Hollywood street fight. Yeah. Hollywood Street Brawl. Right. WrestleMania 12. Yo. Fun fact, that was supposed to be Razor Ramon, but he did Scott Hall, but he didn't feel he didn't feel comfortable with uh Goldust's character. 
<laughs> this nigga, yo, because he had a he had a long rivalry going at that moment. Remember when Coltis fucking ripped his fucking um the the, the shit he wore the and costume he had, and he had, he had that razor with the heart. <laughs> Bro, this nigga Roddy Piper was rocking. Yeah, he was really rocking Goldust in the face. Yeah, camera was like right on it, and he's like, mm, rocked him like oh. Then they had like Great a match. fucking. Then they had like a, a chase. Remember the highway chase? Yeah, it was like the and OJ, it was the OJ shit. shit. <laughs> that was fire, bro. Another another fun fact: they tried to get OJ for WrestleMania 12. Mm, they couldn't get the juice. <laughs> well, they said that people wouldn't have accepted it. Because, White people. Because they were gonna have it to where like OJ was gonna get like fucked up by somebody because of what happened in the trial and shit like that. Like they, you know how you yeah. know how WWE does. You know what? They have nasty? like no barriers. You know what's nasty? Like, OJ was like a hero in the black community when he won that shit. Like, yeah, that, Yo, that shit was nasty. I remember like, people was not fucking with the Jews. Yeah. They probably still aren't. But they, they would show, like, the reactions. Remember? They used to show the reactions, like, a whole bunch of white people watching the trial. What the fuck? Yeah, they... A whole know. bunch of black people at the fucking high school gym. Yeah! <laughs> Mad hype that the juice got off. <laughs> Word, they was hype, bro. That's crazy. Let's get off the juice real quick. Yo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Shit is crazy. But uh yeah, man, I mean, I, I like TLC. I like TLC. I, I was I was genuinely uh entertained for the three hours I wore that I watched that event. Um that was just me. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? It was cool. Was you know, it, you know, nothing crazy, but it was cool. Um, they already put out the spoilers for next week's Raw since it was taped, because during the holiday weekends, I'm just not gonna. It was already taped. It was already taped. Yeah, it was taped after that that live Raw from this week. Mm. But I'm not gonna read any of the spoilers. When I saw that headline, I was just like, Nah, 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 fuck it. I'm not gonna read it. I was like, Let me watch it. That's the shit that we liked when we was fucking younger, my nigga. I mean, at least we ain't have people see... spoiling the shit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was people spoiling the shit. I wasn't reading dirt sheets at eight, so I don't know. Did WWE always do that with their Raws and Smackdowns, like pre-record? I think so. Like during the holidays, they pre-record them shits. Mm-hmm. And I know, like you know, when they go to England and all that, because of the time difference, it's it's um it's taped already. So niggas be trying to spoil shit at, at two in the afternoon and shit, motherfuckers. But uh, another thing, the United States belt, as we've seen, WWE seems to be resigning belts as they put the universal title blue, uh, gave us a brand new Intercontinental title that Shinsuke is wearing at the moment. So right now, one of, the, one of these um, belt designers, Belt by Dan, he put out a tweet that, uh, the re- that, that they redesigned the United States title and it's already done. And ready to debut. What are your thoughts on the United States title and how it looks now? Do they have a picture of it? I don't think I... No, no, there was no picture of it. It was just, you know, this belt designer, you know, talking about that. So I guess I got to wait to see what they do with it. I mean, I think anything is better than the one they got now. And the flyest U.S. title ever. You don't like that U.S. title? But that American flag? Nah, it's just fucking cheesy, bro. Mmm. That shit is fucking cheesy. The nigga, the US title that WCW had is probably the most fire title ever, bro. You don't you don't like the Statue of Liberty buckles? 
The buckles are... I'm just talking about the red, white, and blue through the fucking belt. It's fucking cheesy. So what do you want? What do you want? Just want a whole new... Any sign new. Any sign new. That shit looks like a, a fucking cartoon prop. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I, well, I was never feeling it when it came out. Like I said, the best U.S. title ever was that WCW U.S. title. That shit looked like a fucking championship. You know what I'm saying? What about this shit? Holy fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's basically like a belt. Uh, with the diplomat eagle. <laughs> <laughs> with the American bald eagle. You know, with the fucking berries in his talons and, and the 13 arrows. <laughs> Niggas got the diplomat eagle. Like, yo, what you think? Chill, bro. I can't fuck with that shit. Well, we'll see. I mean, it it does need a little updating. Like, it does look pretty cheesy. That's what I think. I don't know. That should look whack. Um, I, if there's a new design out there, bring it out. I need to see that shit. I need to see what's going on, man. Bring it out. Bring it out. <laughs> uh, yo, they got the nigga that um, hit Matt Travis, RIP Matt Travis. But mm, it seems like he's going to, he seems like he's just going to like be let go. Like, like, it's nothing, basically. I heard he's going he's gonna to slap on the wrist. With the crime, I don't even think he's gonna be um, prosecuted for it or whatever. Wow. Well, I mean, if that's true, then you know, some you know, something else. Like maybe it just wasn't the driver's fault, type shit. You know, I mean, it's sad. It's but just, yeah, it's sad, especially that he was so young, man. I know they need to change like some of those laws. You know what I'm saying? Those like, bike laws got to change. You can't like you can't promote, you know, all this biking. You know. Like, you make these bike lanes and, and you promote, you know, you got all these damn city bikes and all this shit all over the place. So, you're, like, promoting this, but the laws are really still in the driver's favor most of the time. They have to, re- they, they have to redo the laws because of, like, the new, the new outlet, if you think about it. Yeah, they need to really, like, make the drivers responsible, you know, if they were, like, really responsible. Like, they're yeah. fucking driving a 2,000-pound machine, you know, they got to... No, I don't know. So I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't don't know much about the situation. Um, I just see that it's like sad. Everybody's like really like. Nigga, they they hit they hit yeah, but it's you know he's one of like hundreds and thousands that get hit by fucking vehicles and die. Like yo, I feel like every every day on the news we're fucking hearing that shit, bro. Yeah, we got a couple homies that's about that bike. Life yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. I just, I'm just hoping that, you know. Be safe out there, man. Yeah, be safe and let's get these laws changed, bro. Yo, is Rob Van Dam living his best life at 45, my nigga? Yo. Shout out to (laughs) RVD, man. My dude is 100. He's he's 45? I think, yeah. Nice. See, I like that. He's young and he's still doing him, bro. A three-way fucking relationship. He got a blonde and a brunette. Best of both worlds. We got 40. My nigga, he's 49. He just turned 49 the other day. Yo, happy belated, brother. Yo, shout out to RVD, man. He was the man in the ring. And he's the man, man out, out the, the ring. ring. Word <laughs> up. Word up, man. He's doing weed shit too, right? Like he got his he's, own he's good. He's good. That nigga's living his best life, my nigga. <laughs> shout out to RVD. Word up. 
shout out to RVD. Edge is going to make a comeback. Uh, well, everybody's thinking he's going to make a comeback because he has signed a new deal with WWE. But he had stated in his Twitter, he's like, not not before and not now. Well, so a lot of people thinking like that's like a answer to if he's going to be an in-ring competitor with this next deal. I mean, it's also been out there since he made an appearance at SummerSlam and he speared uh, what's his name? Elias. You know, and they were saying that, like, he's cleared for contact now. I mean, I and see he had that. a nasty neck injury. He had that, that shit that made Austin stop wrestling. Forgot I what it's called. I seen a tweet that he wrote no and no. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to come back. Yeah. And honestly, like, he shouldn't come back. What for? Edge. Like, I, I, I know he had that, like, he had a bunch of runs, like, after I stopped watching. Yeah. But, nah. And it's funny because, like, yo, I'm, I, I think about it. I'm like, damn, Edge come back. It's like we got we got a whole bunch of, like, you know, of the 20, 2011 class coming back and just, like, you know, being wrestlers and shit. You got Matt Hardy still there. Fucking Edge is there. Like, that, that, shit, is, that shit is crazy, nigga. Fucking yeah, Dan- Daniel Bryan's like, looking like before. CM Punk is there. Like, what the fuck is going on? Matt Hardy looks like, yo, I'm just here because they're making me be here. Yo, and shout out to Matt Hardy because his his um his appearance within the the gauntlet. Sorry, within the gauntlet at Raw was fire. Him him and Ricochet put on like a good yeah, it a was good, like a seven match. minutes there, bro. But it's kind of his face was kind of like like all right. Like you seen that you seen him before. Now I'm out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be Yo. by the fucking I'll be by the fucking cheese the cheese platter. That crucifix pop power bomb he did, bro. That's why. When he had the homie in the razor's edge and just turned that shit into a into a fucking power bomb. Fire, dude. Yeah, Ricochet is dope, bro. Ricochet is dope too, man. He's another one that uh He's playing his part. He's making sure he's doing what he needs to do in order to better his character. Everybody says that he's getting buried. He's not being used. Homie is being used. He's definitely being used. Like he's being used. He'll get there. Yeah, he's like, gonna he's get. He's gonna be a star. Like huge pause. <laughs> nah, man. But yo, shout out to Ricochet, man. And imagine, cause yo, think about it, real quick. Talk to me, real quick. Because Ricochet, he hasn't been a heel, has he? By himself. By himself and WWE, no. No. And I think they should keep him face and how he's moving right now for a while. And I think eventually he should flip on somebody. And I'll be he dope. should go into rock mode where he dresses. He starts with the, dressing with the Versace? Nice. Yeah. He starts dressing nice, coming to the ring and talking to everybody and then kicking ass in the fucking ring. <laughs> Oh my god, I could definitely see it, bro. He could pull that shit off, man. Yeah, but he, I don't know. Like when he talks, he seems like he has no character. He just needs to Give build. Him time, yeah, bro. right. He just needs to Give build. Him time. I think like he's the next like really big star coming out of WWE. All right. With you saying that, I totally agree. He during the gauntlet, he faced uh, your boy Humberto for a good like fifteen minutes, I think, probably yeah. a little longer. This is my thing with HC over there, my nigga Carillo. He's really good. 
Like, people say that he's he's not that good in the ring and that his shit looks sloppy. Like, his moves, when he sets them, looks flawless. He just cannot connect with the crowd whatsoever. Like, it's dead. Like, this motherfucker could literally, literally almost kill himself and he'll just get a, ooh, that was nice. That's it. Another wrestler, let's say, like, uh... Mind you, imagine Keith Lee like 70 pounds lighter and doing what he does. Keith Lee is beyond over. Like, he's going through everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why Keith, but it's just something about his character that, that people are just attracted to. You're not, you're not like built to be like, oh, you see that nigga? You're like, yeah. Like, that's what he gives you. He gives you that meth feel. He's one, he's another one of those wrestlers that's extremely dope in the ring. Uh huh. But as you said, connects zero with the audience because what is he giving the audience? What is he Nothing. really doing? Like, does he have anything? Like, I see, what's his name? Angel Garza from, from NXT, the NXT Cruiserweight champ. He doesn't talk much. It's just the way he presents himself coming to the ring. Like, like he's the papi chulo of all papi chulos, bro. Like, I got mad with him. The Eddie vibes were there. Just him, like, just doing some wild shit. Does he he could have been a crazy... Does he have a saying or a, a slogan? Nothing. There's or... no saying. There's no slogan. You know what his shit is? He comes in with, with pants on in the match. And they're like breakaways. So midway through the match, you'll just break away from that shit. The girls will go crazy. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? So tell me what Humberto has in relation to something like that. He thinks he's a Power Ranger. Nah, he's, he didn't even run with that, though. I know, I know. He could have. He could have. He could have. He could have. What does he have? Like, what slogan? Anything? What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Zero. I'm just happy to be here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, every time he's on the mic, he's just talking about how fucking humble and happy he is to fucking be here. And he's just like this humble kid. And we get it. But that's not enough. And you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the fucking kid who was always snitching in the classroom, getting niggas in trouble, and then laugh at niggas, bro. That's what he looked like to me. He reminds me of the kid that would get called for ESL and then <laughs> stick his middle finger at you before he got the class. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Who the fuck is Umberto? Oh, that's the nigga that go to fucking miss uh, whatever third period. Miss <laughs> Gonzalez. Oh shit! Oh, shout out to Umberto. Miss <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> shout out to Miss Gonzalez. Oh man. Um. So Seth opened up Raw with a with a pretty strong promo, talking about his debuts within NXT and Raw and all that stuff. And how everybody called him the future. Even when he beat Brock, they're like, yo, the future's now, blah, 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 all this other shit. I like what he's doing because he's using real emotions. Mm-hmm. Anytime you talk about a real subject and let it blend into what you're doing, especially with like, you know, like a talent speaking to like the fans, like the way he's doing, it just sounds fire. Like, the, the fans are going to get into it because they feel like they're being disrespected. So they're going to boo them motherfucker more. Like, he's best at that. And then once he brings back that laugh he used to have, it's a wrap. <laughs> like, 
like a fucking dirt bag, bro. <laughs> you know, like he's best at that, man. Young Pitbull. Yeah. Young Pitbull's fucking Baron Corbin. Who you talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about Pitbull the, the rapper, no? Who you talking about right now? I'm talking about Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. My bad. I got lost. <laughs> like, Seth Rollins with the AOP right now is exactly what the fuck you want from a heel. Like, he doesn't need to wrestle every week. He can definitely just come out and make an impact on the show. Get the crowd to boo him. And, again, he's putting AOP in the spotlight. So, I see them winning the title soon. But... The way he's going about this heel mode, wanting to be the leader, basically, like, imagine he makes the whole fucking Raw heel. Fucking. Like, some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be dope if, like, wrestlers start to join his his faction. Yeah, but not too many. Let's not go go crazy. Yeah, they got to put Buddy Murphy in that spot, man. Buddy Murphy has their lightweight? I think, I think he'll work. I think he'll work. I can see him and Rollins like being in cahoots. Okay, that, you know what? That's Rollins, AOP, Buddy Murphy. Hmm. It's a nice little, nice little collective right there. Okay. Would you throw Andrade? Nah, he's way too different from that. Can't see him being there like that. They'll have him like as their fucking what? But he's on his like little heel shit right now. That's good. I think he should do it by himself and just be. And then if he needs a click, let him make the click. You know what I'm saying? Let him make his own, his own little dispatch. You know what I'm saying? Like bring back fucking LWO. Why the fuck not? I have Rey Mysterio as the fucking, as the padrino of the of the bunch. Word up! Right? He could stop wrestling finally. Why not? But he's looking great in the ring, man. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. 45 years old, stem cell research. Holla, bro. Where, he's on that? Yeah, nigga went to Columbia for that shit. No way. That ass, my nigga. Tummy tuck, too? Ah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga had his ass done. <laughs> Coming to the stage, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> clapping geeks. Oh man, yo, you're fucking crazy, bro. But uh, yeah, and then you know we had also AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. We had the Viking Raiders versus the OC. Which I'm loving. Now, you know, the Viking Raiders don't seem too dominant to the point that nobody could do anything to them. Uh, the OC got, got the upper hand on them right now, man. It's good to even see the Viking Raiders in an actual feud. You know what I'm saying? With not with actual, just... Yeah, not just dominating some jobbers yeah. and leaving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But actually, like, you know, they came out and they... Who they helped? They helped uh, Randy Orton, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was a like, triple threat match. Yeah. I mean, a uh, six-man tag match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're getting in the mix right now. And I appreciate the OC actually being able to, like, help these guys. They're putting them over. I mean, bro. making them look good. Yeah. For sure, bro. For Yo, sure. Them I, being in that mix with them. But Gallows and Anderson, they deserve a lot more than what they've been getting. And I'm glad that, like, they're leaving... 2019 on a high note with a nice win over the Viking Reddish. You know what For I'm saying? sure. I mean, like, 
again, I don't really expect the Viking Raiders to lose the titles anytime just soon. yet. Because I feel like they need the titles in order to be relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe after this feud with the OC, maybe something will build after that, and, and you know they'll probably be able to lose it. But I think at this point, like they need to have the titles in order to be relevant. Yeah, because they're the OC does not. Yeah, like the Viking Raiders. Uh, I mean, I know they've been giving them the mic lately, and it's like hearing Animal and Hawk fucking cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like if the fucking um the uh what's his name? If the barbarian and the warlord fucking didn't have Mr. Fuji talking for them, that would have been them. Like it's it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like they need a Mr. Fuji. They, they need yeah. a piece, bro. They need a fucking mouth for the self, Jimmy Hart. They need a Bobby Heenan. Yeah, they need it. They need it, man. I'm telling you. And it and right now. I can't see who could really like manage them like that because there's no strong uh, managerial characters. I mean, you have where's the Paul berserker? Hayden. Where's the berserker when you need him? <laughs> Bring back the warlord for real. Yeah, word. Bring back the yo. Warlord. That motherfucker's still jacked though, bro, and he's like almost sixty, kid. Oh, he's still alive. God bless. Yeah, I have not seen him or heard from that. Day. That, that nigga did an ICW event. No way. A couple months ago. Him and the Barbarian came out as the Powers of Pain. Fire. No <laughs> way. Yeah. That's fire. You see? I like that. The Warlord was always that dude. Like, Remember him with Slick? That shit just looked weird. Like, you never expected him to like go after any titles or anything like that. He was just going to put on his show, beat niggas up, throw niggas around. You know what I'm saying? Like. What a fucking crazy looking haircut. His fucking, his his ring attire, like the, the props that he had, that fucking metal. Yeah, that metal W. Yeah. That's, that's, it was like a staff or some shit. With the half mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit was tough, son. That shit was tough. <laughs> but yo imagine, yo, imagine him being the one that introduced the Viking Raiders to the universe. That, that would have been, been tough. That would have been tough. That's like kind of around the same thing what Bob they're doing there. But uh, yeah, man. NXT, bro. Wednesday nights, regardless who got the better views, regardless if you fucks with WWE or you're only fucking with AEW because you're you're tired of WWE, whatever. <laughs> Thank God for fucking Wednesday nights. Whatever, dude. Not nah, yet yeah, for sure, bro. Thank God for Wednesday nights, man. Because I've watched NXT when they were just on the network and it's like all right they're they're coming on on the network Wednesday night boom 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 we gotta go to the network and watch it. It was fire matches there. The shit was just seen in the network. That's all it was. So which show did you start with this week? My man, once they told me that Balor and Cole were gonna start the show, I wasn't I wasn't going to TNT, Monica. Wait. I was locked into that USA I network. Even, I don't even know how AEW started. Like, I literally was watching... We're going to get into that, and I want to get your your reaction off of that. But we're going to get into that, because it was something I really didn't like about the start of AEW. And I'm going to say, if you got a fucking problem, I don't really don't give a shit. Hey. But, uh... (laughs) Yo, starting it off with Balor and Cole, this match could have headlined anything anywhere. Just off the knee. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? 
oh, I think this was like the best match to start off a TV show I've ever seen. But how the fuck did we even get there? Like how how did how did that even be the start? Like they they just they just want people to to start tuning in to NXT and see what they have. If you have to put on probably one of your best matches on the show first, my nigga, the first match of the show is the fucking like the starter. You know what I'm saying? Like if this shit is fire, you're only expecting fire to to go through the show. So the first match got to be dope. If the if the first match is like, eh, it's alright. Let's see what happens in the next match. People are not that intrigued to see that next match. The first match, when the first match starts and that shit bangs, B, that's it. People are locked in and wanting to see the whole event. And Colin Gargano, listen, I mean Colin Balor. Nobody really thought that Cole was going to lose. I mean, me being a Balor friend, I already knew Balor wasn't going to win this. But there had to be something there in order for both of them to come out on top of this match. Like, both of them not to be hurt at any at any way with their characters. So we get the reintroduction of Johnny Gargano after ba- Balor put him in the hospital. Awesome. You're, re- you're going to restart a story. It never had an ending. Yes, Finn Balor ate a pin. But Finn Balor ate a pen because Gargano was there and, you know, fucked with his psyche real quick. Goes all into the story. All good. Cole is good. He still got his title. Let these motherfuckers rumble for your next takeover. Balor got to come out on top, regardless of Gargano coming back or not. Balor has to go out on top. Because even if it's a dirty finish, if it's a dirty finish, fuck it. You know what? Triple threat match at fucking NXT TakeOver from Tampa. Gargano. Cole Balor for the NXT title. Hmm. That's what's got to happen. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Quiet. Everybody's like, oh, but what about Ciampa? Yeah, Ciampa's fucking amazing. Ciampa don't need Goldie right now. You know what? How about Ciampa's been NXT tag champ. He's been NXT champion. Give him a run with that fucking North American title. Let him be the second Triple Crown champion in NXT. Because Gargano's the first. Why not? You still have him in the championship mix. It's not like that's like a demotion because that title is what the Intercontinental title was once before. You give that shit to the workhorse, the nigga that's going to probably have either the best or the second best match at any fucking show, you give it to that motherfucker because you know that nigga's going to go in. And that's what Ciampa does. He goes in every time. You know? That's what what I'm thinking for everything going right now in uh, NXT. Well, I, I see it going a little differently. Um, okay. Your setup is Talk definitely, like, it's fire. <laughs> it, it, it's perfect. It works. But the only thing I kind of disagree with is... <clears throat> Talk to me. I'd rather see the NXT title go to somebody who's been on the come up from NXT. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, I keep thinking of Keith Lee. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, Finn Balor, like, just came down from WWE. You know what I'm saying? Right now, he should be building everybody up. You know what I'm saying? I think Keith Lee would be a better story, a better fit to be Cole just because of his rise. Okay. All right, all right, all right. And I think getting Balor away from Cole and letting him begin to focus on Gargano that's another way to bring Gargano back in. 
Mm. So here's Finn Balor again building somebody somebody else up. He's going to build up Gargano, and they're going to have their feud. But I think at that point, Cole is still going to like re-begin his feud with Keith Lee because mm-hmm. they began to have their moment. Okay. And Finn Balor kind of like got in between that or whatever, but and then the triple, you know, they had that triple threat match and Balor won. That's you know whatever, but I think it's gonna go back back to Keith Lee, and I think Keith Lee is gonna be the one to uh, to be Adam Cole. Wow, that would be big. That would be extreme right there if Keith Lee gets a win over Cole and has, well, if he, if they trust him to have a lengthy title run. That would be crazy. But if they just give him the title for like three, four months until Mania weekend, I think that'll also be crazy for him because he could have crazy matches within those couple of months. I think that'll be fun. You know, and then just hit a dry spell real quick. Like lose lose the title and have to like keep himself there, but also see something that he needs to change in his game in order to regain that title. Because Keith Lee could easily be a two, maybe three-time NXT champ. Or what they can do is they can bring him to the main roster, and he can bring back the Nation of Domination. (laughs) Who's he bringing bringing the Nation of Domination back? First, it was Bad News Brown's son. We haven't found him yet. We're looking for him. (laughs) I I went on uh, uh, Facebook, and I wrote Bad News Brown's son. (laughs) Nobody want to claim that? Harlem, I was looking, <laughs> looking through the Harlem archives, couldn't find them. <laughs> why nobody want to claim that? Yo, somebody needs to bring back the Nation of Domination, man. Somebody needs to do it, bro. Like, it's time. Right now, it's time. Trump just got impeached. Impeach the president. Hey. So, I think it's time, man. You bring back the Nation of Domination. Keith Lee is too, like... Like, you know, I don't know, like, the way he fucking, like, presents himself, he just, like, sticks his chest out and smiles and shit, like, yeah, bask in it, my friends. Yeah, you Keith, know, like, Keith Lee, <clears throat> he's the fucking belly god. <laughs> he's the fucking king Elohim supreme being, you know what I mean? Say <laughs> Keith Lee, like, that's that's why, man, I want that dude to have the title, bro. He deserves it. Let's see, man. Let's see what happens, Kofi bro. Vibes. He deserves it. Yo, the way Kofi was uh, performing that fucking SmackDown in Brooklyn, we're gonna. I, I got. I gotta talk about that later. But there was moves he was doing it. My nigga, that nigga's nice. I think it's nice. Uh, let's not even talk. Let's not even get into all that. But um, NXT finished off with a women's main event. Now, this shit, Basil is fire. Fire, 415-day reign as as holder of the title. A little over 600 days when you put both titles together. She's a two-time women's champ. Rhea, a backpack that they put on her, they never took it off. And <laughs> she's only been producing. She knows she's in, she's in that main event roster and doing her thing. And she knows she had to come and perform. Just the little things. This is the thing. The little things in the match make the match, bro. When she was in that fucking chokehold that Baszler had her in, and she looked like she was going to, you know, give up. They had to, like, put the arm up, see if it drops. 
Before it dropped, she pulled the, the fucking referee by the collar, pulled him, and she's like, nah, nigga, you're not taking this from me, basically. Mm. Fuck this shit. And she got up, you know, got into her whole comeback mode, did her fucking move from the top, from the top rope, and I'm like, yo, this is it. This is what it took to beat Shayna Baszler, and I love how they told that. It's like, you could do that move, but if you do it regularly, it's not going to beat a fucking challenger, the champion that's been champion for over 400 days. That's right. Champion's tougher than that. Your word? Let me do it off the top rope. You got to do it like an extreme part of your fucking move. And she did it. And she did it, and that's what got her the title. The whole storytelling within the ring... They told like how they went for like different limbs of the body. And, 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 yo, this shit makes a match, bro. The psychology, my nigga. Word. You know what I'm saying? I just loved it. I love that. Kushida, and uh, you have anything to say on that match? Um, no, but honestly, Shorty was deserving. Yeah. You know, like, and Baszler, like you said, she's a star. So I expect her to just keep. Rising up. Even though she lost, I don't think, you know, I, what do you think? She's coming to the main roster? I I hope she's not. Like, I don't think right now she should come unless Ronda's there to have a match between them. Because she got her women, you know what I'm saying? Like, her and Ronda know each other. Like, they part of the same clique. It's her, Ronda, and Jessamine Duke, I think her name is, and the other the other um, lady that's there, too, is Fordham. Have have them come up like that, not even like fucking with each other, like you know, like fighting, but having them four finally face the four horsewomen of the WWE. You know what I'm saying? They could do something for fucking Survivor Series on that. They don't have to bring up now. They don't have to bring up now. They definitely have to get that story being told. You know what I'm saying? That story being told. With the four horsewomen of UFC versus the four horsewomen of the WWE would be dope. Right. You know what I'm saying? That would be fire. The matches in between all that. You had, uh, what's his name? Damian Priest. Damian Priest and uh, Killian Dane had another fire match. Who else? Who else was there? Oh, shit, shit, shit. I'm just drawing blanks. Oh, Kushida versus Cameron Grimes, a.k.a. Trevor Lee. Fire match. I'm not even. I'm not even mad that Kushida lost that match because Kushida has been more uh, of a winner than a loser in NXT. The only two matches. I think the only match he's lost before that was a match against Walter for the UK title on a, on NXT television. That match was fire itself. All good. Let him lose to Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes actually needs that win. He needs to build himself back up because the person that won the, the new. It's like a. Tournament they had with the all the new breed of NXT, mm. like the next rising star in NXT, and the nigga that won it was ACH. ACH ain't there anymore. He had beat tr- uh, Cameron Grimes, so you know bring up Cameron Grimes. He's on a great, great program with Kushida. Kushida's gonna tell that well, even with minimal English. He's gonna tell that shit well, and at, at the end of it, you already know Kushida's gonna be on top. Kushida is gonna be a NXT champion one day too. We'll they, they doing this thing. They doing this thing with him. But uh, of course, there's another another show on Wednesday. We have AEW. Now, going back to what I said, the way they opened up AEW, you open up with arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. One, two, he's on your roster. 
Three, he hasn't really done much. Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. I'm not going to lie. Kenny Omega's top five in the world probably right now. I say probably because he might be just top three. Because of his, you know, of his talent. He's fucking dope. You open up the show with him in the ring already. You didn't open up the show with like a... A nice, you know, a nice entrance for the best wrestler in your company. You have him there and they're facing... Who were they facing? It was him, Hangman Page versus... The Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros could take that, not not being, you know, not being called into the ring. Because they're just, you know, they're just fucking cool. They're fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm just, it, it just kind of like threw me for a whirlwind. Like, I, I, I was like, damn, like, I'm waiting for like a Kenny Omega entrance. Give me some power when Kenny come through. You're like, you know, do, do some fly shit. And I know that people are like, yo, they don't use Kenny that much or whatever it is. Kenny is trying to build their women's division, which I, get, I give him credit for. Like, he's trying to do as much as he can with as much talent that's, being, that's available to him because a lot of them are all locked up on contracts. But they got it in 2020. They have to use him in order to get this company to another level. Because, of course, dope with Chris Jericho as champion. But there has to be somebody there with just as equal love in the wrestling community to win that belt. Do you think they need another belt? Yeah, definitely. They definitely need a mid-card title. If anything, with all the all the fucking talent they have signed, they haven't really signed. They haven't really used everybody. They they could easily bring in two singles titles, a mid card title, some somewhat like the Intercontinental Championship, and then a lightweight title, cruiserweight title, whatever it is, because they have both there. Like, why not bring a middleweight and a lightweight title, or some other shit? I don't know. Call it something else, but you know, some fly shit. That has a, a, a wrestling meaning to it. Like NXT with the North American title. MLW, middleweight title. TNA, Impact, has the X Division title. Like, X Division title is basically either for, you know, like, before I thought it was for Cruiserweight, so I'm just thinking now it's just like a second second card title. But that's what they need. They yeah. need that shit, my nigga. You have too many wrestlers doing programs that make no fucking sense. There's no real dialogue there. But this is the thing when you give to, give people too much freedom. Shit doesn't all connect together. You know what I mean? There's only certain things that actually connect because you can see that people are actually working into what they're going to fucking produce and what they're going to put on TV. Nothing else. Like Everybody's like, Dark Order is fucking corny. But you know what? They're working towards something. You can see that they're working towards something. It's a story build. Yeah. <clears throat> I get why they say they're corny, but... Yeah, exactly. Let it build. See what happens. Yo, they call the dark the dark audience minions, they call them putties. The putties. The oh, fucking fuck Power Rangers. <laughs> when I saw a picture of the putties, yo, I, I, yo, my nigga, I couldn't stop laughing, bro. I, it's like, I can't unsee that now. Yeah, I can't unsee that shit. Can't unsee that shit anymore. But, yeah, they definitely got to work him in. I mean, I see that they're still going with the Omega and Pac, Pac feud, whatever it may be, but there has to be something on the fucking line for that shit to make some fucking sense, bro. Gotta be. Pentagon. I love Pentagon Jr., bro. 
Love him as a wrestler. Love the character. Love what he does. Set him yet all day. But he's looking a little, little, uh, little, little slow. Not even a little slow, but just a little lost in the ring at times. I don't know if it's part of what he's doing. Maybe he was trying to do the La Parker. You know, I see him doing the dance and shit like that. And like, like you don't need to do all that, bro. Just be yourself. Be that like. Like that creepy motherfucker in the mask and, you know, fuck niggas up type shit. But, you know, I, I seen that there was this one time during the match, there was a spot with uh, Adam Page. I'm only going to call him Adam Page. I'm not going to even say Hangman no more because that shit it just sounds weird with a white boy and his <laughs> nickname is Hangman. But um, <laughs> Word. He does this shit where he does a, a moonsault, standing moonsault, but while he's doing it, he's drop kicking the person in front of him and then do the moonsault. So when he drop kicked Pentagon, Pentagon just kind of stood there for a minute and then he kind of like, oh, I'm supposed to like take the bump. And then he takes the bump. Like you see the delayed, the, the delayed reaction. And he's done that a couple of times already. Not going to say he did that. During that Christopher Daniels shit. Christopher Daniels fucked up. He's old. And now they're playing it into the gimmick. Yes, I'm talking to you, Bing. <laughs> shout out to Bing. Um, I, I say my one <laughs> word, takeaway from AEW, which I didn't think it was the greatest show. It was all right. It was a little weird for some reason. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Chris Jericho's... Just that match and his promo after was kind of weird. Like, he looks pudgy and... Gordito. I, it's the weight belt, bro. It's the weight belt. Wait, he got a little dead eyes and shit now. It's like, the weight belt, my nigga. I don't it has know. to be the weight belt. He was looking weird. Like, he was looking swole. <laughs> but um, I see my, like, real takeaway from AEW was I didn't like how Cody defeated the Butcher and the Blade. Why? Because it's like MJF hired these dudes to fucking take care of Cody. And Cody is over here. But it's the second match. Because Cody... And remember, this is the second time he's won. No. They lost the last one. Because Cody had like one of their back, um, backstage agents for one of the matches like, be in the match with them. He's a wrestler, but like he was part of the match with them last week. Hmm. I forgot his name. They lost that match. Cody won the second match. Because Cody had Darby Allen with him this time. Yeah, I just don't like. I just don't like it, honestly. The, I think I, Darby I Allen should have had the had the win. It would have meant better. It would have meant a lot more if Darby Allen would have got the win. It's like, oh, like he needed Darby Allen in order to win against well, whoever I, MJF's mercenaries are. You know? Yeah, that's that's gonna be the angle because basically Darby Allen, since he star, helped Cody, star him and Cody are gonna have another match. Yeah. Him, him and yeah, Darby that was, Allen. That was the point. Oh, for like, if he te- if Darby Allen teamed up with Cody to face the Butcher and the Blade, then Cody would give Darby Allen another match. So it's probably building building another star. And the oh, Butcher yeah. and Blade are just like you know like henchmen. They're not gonna be. I just thought I honestly I I just I'm not feeling the way they're being used. It's like it's almost like to me they're being used as henchmen. Like you, they're not, they're you not need gonna to spend your money a little better. Like these, you spend your money on these people, all mysterious. Oh, and then they're losing. Like, come on, man, come on. And it was a clean loss. Like he that hit him too. with the fucking crossroads or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I, I wasn't really feeling that. But all in all, like AEW, the show was alright. Dynamite was alright. I say NXT had the better show this week. I definitely, I definitely agree with uh, NXT having a better show this week, and the ratings definitely showed. But like I said, man, yo, I'm just basically enjoying everything Wednesday. Like Wednesday is just, it's a really good day. Before Wednesday it was like ah, middle of the week, and you're dreading because you're waiting for Friday because it was so close. Right now it's just like ah, very nice. I saw the reports that uh, NXT had. A hundred thousand more followers, uh, watchers. Yeah. Than, uh, a little over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yo, it's pretty impressive. But they had a fucking fire show from top to bottom. You know what I mean? They put all their heavy hitters there. But that's how you close out a year. You know why not close out the year like that? It's not the WWE wrestling calendar year because everybody knows like the year comes to an end at WrestleMania. But. This this is fire, man. This is what the fans want. They're giving what the fans want. And with DVR now, niggas ain't got to watch it live, bro. Like, <laughs> be lucky if you get, like, a million watchers live, you know? So, that's what's up. <clears throat> uh, before we uh, go into the next topic, shout out to Sir Wilkins. Word. <laughs> who had a match. I think this was probably last night. Yeah, it was at the HOG gym. I seen that. Uh, he went in. A, I don't know the dudes that he had a match with, to be honest. But he went into his his heel mode. You know what I'm saying? He won. I belong here. He won the match. A little dirty, you know. what I'm saying, rolled them up, grabbed the tights, uh-huh. got the one, two, three. You know, rocking the the Kurt Angle singlet. Word. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was chanting Lashley, <laughs> looking like young baby Lashley in the ring. But that's what's up, you know what I'm saying? Like he did the th- he did his thing. Looking like Kurt Angle's project son. He went in <laughs> he went into fucking straight heel mode afterwards. That was so dope though. Like after getting a win like that and then telling everybody that he belongs here. Cause I'm pretty sure, you know, he's one of the newcomers there to the gym and niggas are giving him shit, you know, of course. It's you know, it's part of the culture. It's like, oh, he's a podcaster, and now he wants yeah, to be a Yeah, fuck that, my nigga. My nigga, my nigga, Sir Wilkins is coming for everything. Coming for all the mini titles, baby. Where? what's the name of homie that he's wrestling? Hold on, let me look. Darius up. Carter. Darius Carter. At the uh, the Battle Club show, yeah, Darius Carter. Darius Carter, looking like looking like the, the dude your auntie told you to watch <laughs> out for. <laughs> He's looking like my fucking uncle from uptown, bro. He look like a, a dead ass. That's how black Dominican uncles look like, bro. They look like Darius Carter with the fucking bushy oh, nappy stash. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> he looks like he sing like some fire bachata. Word, or he got fucking cats sleeping on the bread in the in the bodega, bro. Yeah, I could I could see that being fun. You think uh Sir Wilkins will take that? Uh, definitely not, because he's just coming into his own right now. But shout out to him, bro, for living living the dream. You know what I'm saying? Because us as kids, we only dreamt that. And for him to be out there and really, you know, doing it, like going, going to these, you know, workout sessions at fucking HOG, trying to be a wrestler, doing, paying the dues. You know what I'm saying? Being extras and niggas fucking entrances and folding up chairs and setting up the ring and shit. Like, yo, 
Shout out to you, my nigga. Word up. You're doing it. You're doing it, bro. And you're doing it the right way, where people are going to respect them at the end of the day. Word you know up. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to everybody that was in Brooklyn for SmackDown. You know, SmackDown was uh, a little better than most because, you know, they're in New York, so they got to they gotta show up. They got to show up when they're in New York. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that. And yeah, man. We out of here, bro. This... I, I didn't get to watch SmackDown. Anything significant? Anything significant? We got a triple threat match for the number one contendership to the Universal title, which includes Baron Corbin, Daniel Bryan, and The Miz. Okay. I think this is a great opportunity to go back, as they did in NXT, go back with a story that had really didn't have any ending between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Daniel and Bryan and The Miz have been basically joined together since the uh, Daniel Bryan's debut. When Daniel Bryan debuted, his uh, professional mentor was The Miz. Like when he was in NXT, he used to have like this, um, like a professional wrestler with mentoring one of the NXT talents, and The Miz was his mentor. So you know he's so they have history. He's Miz's young boy. Yeah, there you go. Yes, they have history. All right, that's what's up. And that whole shit that happened at, at Talking Smack a couple of years ago where he just got into Daniel Bryan's face. People didn't know if it was, you know, part part of the, you know, part of the angle or he was, you know, he's working. Niggas, niggas is real. But I feel like they should go back into that. And what better way than having The Miz cost Daniel Bryan the win in a match versus The Fiend? I know The Fiend doesn't need it. That way, because the fiend's supposed to be like this big and undestructible person, but the way they're building Daniel Bryan, where he's coming full circle from the past ten years of his WWE career, going back to what he looked like when he first started, I think it could work. If you think about the psychology of it, it works. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't need another clean loss to the fiend. Not right now. That, that can't happen. A lot of people are on the Daniel Bryan wave, riding that wave of him looking like the wrestler they once knew, the one they really loved. The one that fucking, like he said, scratch and claw to fucking go to WrestleMania and get them chips and shit like that. He's He, he could take a loss if The Miz is involved in it, turning heel again. Because this babyface Miz is no good. It's no good. All right, well, <clears throat> see what happens, man. Again, I wasn't, I didn't see Daniel Bryan's whole, whole run. Um, Probably wrestle of the decade, to be honest with you. Wow, it's a big statement. Probably wrestle of the decade, bro. Now look at it like this: everywhere he he has been, whether it be through the Indies, WWE. At one point, he was always that guy. Not only the workhorse, but the face of the company. Meaning, holding the real title of the company. So you're saying that you're ready to award Daniel Bryan with the the Huggy Award for the best wrestler (laughs) of the decade? Best right. Yeah. We're calling it the Huggies. The Huggies. (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, man, like, 
everybody's gonna be like, oh, but yo, you're singling that, you're singling it out to just WWE niggas. No, not at all. Oh, no, Can a New cares? Japan nigga be there? Yeah, of course. Can an R race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? This motherfucker went everywhere and was that nigga everywhere. Yeah, did we consider PCO? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. You're not. <laughs> nah, but seriously, bro. Like That's how I feel people should see it. Like, What was he doing? Like, If anything, if CM Punk never left WWE, he would be considered. Because if you think about it... Half of the last decade, he was that nigga in the biggest company, and everybody rocked with it. Why? Because everywhere he went, he was that nigga. And he came to the biggest company doing it right now and was that nigga. So that's it, man. Like, yo, y'all niggas got to really think about that shit, bro. Don't be so close-minded with these, these different companies saying this is better than this, this is better than that. At the end of the day... Their main competition is the company you hate. True that. That's it at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand and I appreciate everybody's thought into what they think is good for for professional wrestling or who they think is the best or what company is the best. Truly appreciate all that. You know what I'm saying? I think the way I think, y'all think the way you think. If shit was the fucking same, shit be fucking boring as shit. We wouldn't have nothing to talk about for the past hour and five minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, all I say for the next year, the new year, please just be open-minded with everything you see. Don't just shut it down after the first 15 minutes. True. Try to enjoy it. Because not everything AEW doing is right. Let's be honest. Not everything is right. No, there's a lot. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That's a company that's four months into themselves. Exactly. They're going to get it going. They're going to get it right. Exactly. Just don't defend it when it's wrong. That's it, man. Once they start using Sunny Kiss correctly, it's over. Correct. It's over. But that is... You're going to end on that Episode <laughs> 84. Damn, my nigga, 84. Jesus. So episode 85 will be the last episode of 2019. Yes. Should be a lot of big things for the 2020 and 2020. Listen, new merch dropping at the end of January. Yes, it's a hoodie. Yes, you could wear it through April. But we got t-shirts as well to wear after April. (laughs) Can, can, Can we say what it's featuring? Nah, I really don't want to say nothing. I, I just feel so strongly about this next drop that we're doing. We're doing a line. When I mean a line, I mean a line of shirts within the same type of, you know, same type of imagery, I would say. It's going to be different. You know, the imagery just being it's what go- it's, it's, what it's surrounded be, by. There's going to be a whole, a whole concept. Yes. A particular concept. What's going to be the name of it? It's going to be called Storyline. Brought to you by the good folks at the 2020 Podcast Shop. And I'm telling you that now to let you know that, listen, man, we're not going to we're not gonna sell not ourselves short or our fans, listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves. <laughs> Quality. We're, we're going to be here, you know, always putting out, always putting out the fire, always putting out the quality content, always putting out that audio fire. You know what I'm saying? 
But our last show is next week, and we'll get more into that. I'm your host, Nathan McFly, with... Shit, nigga, Woodrow, man. Yo, for this week, the song. Yeah. So Jay-Z put out a, he put out a playlist on Tidal. Shout okay. out to Tidal. Of the best 40 songs of 2019. Wow, 40. He dropped it down to 40. That's crazy. It was a lot of, a lot of good songs, a lot of hits. He picked like four from every two year bracket, probably. And just shit. looking, just looking like through this list, there's you know a, a lot of good music came out in 2019. Um, again, I'm still bumping that Freddie Gibbs <laughs> album. So, so what do you think? Um, I say honestly, bro. You know what song that I was like really feeling that I never really heard before. Hold on, I'm looking for it right now. It's that dude like Fabio, Fabio, Fibio, Fibio Foreign. It's called Big Drip. Okay. We'll play that. We'll Brooklyn, play that. You know what I'm saying? Like, real quick, he he, uh, he performed at uh, Duce Palooza. Mm. Uh, Duce Palooza was at the Barclays. They went from the basement to the Barclays, right. which is crazy. So, so we should have did with fucking Henny Giving. Day. It's almost like Henny Giving going from fucking... They took Henny Giving and turned that shit into something else. To fucking the Barclays, but whatever. So he performed, and he was on stage with like fucking a hundred dudes. What's the, what's the name of the song? It's called Big Drip. Okay. So shout out to Brooklyn, man. And yeah, 2020. 2020. <laughs> 320 for that ass. <laughs> Yo, we out, we out. We're gonna leave y'all with this, Shout man. Axel. Axel. Yeah. I'ma give it to him like that. It's Fabi. You know the vibes. <laughs> Fuck. Free souls. Be me and Swag. Wow. Oh. Cali, man. El Gabo. Q. In the spot. Perk here. You know the vibes. Big G Bow. Hold on. Big drip. Big drip. I fell in love with a lit bitch. Ayy. Crip shit. She wanna suck on the lit dick. Couple bitches I get lit with. Couple bitches I get lit with. I been spin. I give a fuck who you been with. Bow. They loving the style. They loving the style. Send me the Addy, I'm hunting them down. Send me the Addy, I'm hunting them down. Bow. Bow. Straight forward, I don't need a line. I don't. I just wanna watch it the free time. I did. I bought it with me, I ain't leaving mine. Bow, bow. I bought it with me, I ain't leaving mine. Shoot it with me. I give a fuck if you coolin' with me. You say you ain't GDK. What? What the fuck is you doing with me? Hold on. Yeezys. I need the money, I'm greedy. Hey. Bitch tell me that she need me. Fuck, I don't like the way you treat me. Hey, hey, hey. I'm giving number figures. Keep it singing. If we can all be happy, what? we can pose a picture. But you better not tag me. Better not tag me. Low. Bitch. Winning. Looking hey. for him. Spinning. Hey. Demons with me. Sinning. Hey. Bust it up. Walk away grinning. Crowd, bow. Winning. 
Looking for him, spinning, spinning. Demons with me, sinning, sinning. Bust it up, walk away, winning. Hey, big drip, big drip. I fell in love with a lit bitch. Hey, crip shit. Ay. She wanna suck on the lit dick. Hey, hey, hey. Couple bitches I get lit with. Couple bitches I get lit with. I been spin. I give a fuck who you been with. Hey, hey, hey. Bow. They loving the style. They loving the style. Hey. Send me the Addy, I'm hunting them down. Send me the Addy, I'm hunting them down. Shit. Bow, you see what's going on? Uh-huh. Feet the nine, feet the guys, feet the gutter, feet the Don't fuck around, be cool.